Dad Crossing, a podcast about animals and parenting. Today we'll be chatting about balancing life as a dad, our thoughts on the backups and the dreams, and all the Animal Crossing stuff, because we still talk about that, by the way. Dad Crossing is proudly part of the Nintendo Dads family of podcasts, and today we are joined by Nick, when I'm 64, Metzger. That's right. When I have all the bugs, because there's not 64. I don't know. I tried to do something. I got all the Beatles in Animal Crossing. Oh, yesterday. he knew. He got it. He got the obscure Beatles reference. I and did. we have Sean Bungalow Bill Abbott. <laughs> um, I don't know what Bungalow Bill is. No? Hey, yeah. Bungalow Bill. What? Do, I mean, they're all obscure Beatles songs, so. Um, uh, you see, it, you'd think with me being British, that'd be pretty on top of the Beatles. But well, no. I thought of you when I did it, but maybe I went too obscure. <laughs> and I'm Dan. She came in through the bathroom window, Caparello. I've never heard that song, but I Googled it, and it's a real thing. Let's move swiftly on. So, how is everybody doing? I feel like we're all in high spirits tonight. There's, there's water flowing. You know, there's cornflakes. I don't know what Sean was eating earlier, but I was eating cornflakes. Sean, what were you uh, eating earlier? It's going to sound quite, we might not sound quite disgusting because uh, there's a lot of people that like peanut butter in America. Um, bananas, peanut butter, and a tiny amount of um, milk-free chocolate spread. That sounds delightful. I plan on, yeah, I plan, on going, <laughs> I plan on going running when we've finished the podcast. So it's sort of like... Uh, pre-workout, pre-running kind of meal just to get some energy in. Because um, I'm into 16 of 100 days of running, so I'm starting to get a bit tired. Are you familiar with um, – congrats on the running, by the way. My yeah, wife has sure. been doing the same thing, and I cannot bring myself to run anywhere. <laughs> um, so are you familiar with an Elvis Presley sandwich? Um, I can imagine it's deep fried and full of. Uh, it's not deep fried. And... It's a fried peanut butter and banana sandwich. And all I imagine is that you're eating one of those with some chocolate on it. And I'm like, well, now I want a chocolate Elvis Presley sandwich. <laughs> That's what I want now. So thanks for that. Nick, what are you eating? Well, I'm not eating anything, unfortunately, but I do love myself. I'll take a wrap sometimes and uh, throw a banana on there, spread some peanut butter on it, and just like a little bit of like Hershey's chocolate sauce, just drop. No, it's wonderful. So yeah, I'm in on I'm in on your uh, on your dessert. I don't think it's disgusting at all. Yeah, he he but, said it was a pre-workout meal. He didn't call it a dessert. That's true. <laughs> Sorry, to me it's a dessert because well, I don't work out a whole lot. So yeah, I go. I think it's like the the. Bananas full of potassium, um, so you got quite a bit of energy in there. And then peanut butter for a bit of protein, and it just tastes nice. So, kind of mixes everything up. It's good. It's good stuff. Can um, you justify eating cake before a workout? Is there? Can you break that uh, down yeah. into proteins? And no, <laughs> not really. No, just guilty. Just guilty okay. afterwards. Yeah. Then you have to work out. <laughs> then you're like, no, I just ate cake. Now I got to work this off. Yeah, that reminds me of that Bill Cosby bit that he used to do where he was like, there's eggs in cake and milk. You can have chocolate cake for breakfast. 
See, you just did it. Thank you. Now yeah. I got what I needed. Yeah. <laughs> Good deal. Thanks for, for humoring me. That little thing. Um, and what, so have you guys been playing anything besides Animal Crossing? I actually played Animal Crossing this week, by the way. So thank you very much. But uh, what else have you guys been playing besides the old ACNH? Um, I've been playing Skater XL came out, which was, I don't know if you ever played the um, touch skate style games on the phone. Um, the company, the big skate company, Barracks, got behind one and kind of made it a bit larger and then brought it out on multiple platforms. Uh, they boasted it was a realistic skating simulator, so I thought I'd try that because with Terry Hawks coming out in September, I think everybody's kind of jumping on the bandwagon to try and release another skateboarding game, and it's okay. It's not fantastic. It's not realistic. Um, but other than that, no, I've not had any time to play with anything. <laughs> yeah, dad life. I heard Skater XL is is uh, very difficult. You know, yes, you're doing a lot of different motions. It's almost like um, Ollie. Did you ever play Ollie Ollie? Yes. Yeah, um, that was the that was the only other skateboard game I have ever played besides Tony Hawk, and even that was a bit much for me. Like getting all the combos down, just. Yeah, it needs to be very arcadey for me to be able to enjoy a skateboarding game. Yeah, there's lots of controlling left foot, right foot, and yeah. Yeah. What about you, Nick? Uh, I've been playing some Paper Mario, uh, playing that with my son, trying to uh, just go through that slowly as much as we can play together. So if I can't play with him, I don't play at all. Um, and then I've been playing a game for review called Spitlings. It's currently out. Uh, used to launched first on Stadia, and uh, it's a fun little game. Um, it's what's it called? Spitlings. You're literally Spitlings. yeah, yeah. That's and that's what it's supposed to be because you're this like I don't know. You're this animated box that spits at these goo type balls and they break up and you got to try to get them before they get you. Um, it's fun to play alone. You play co-op with it, and I was just I was talking to Sean about this. When you play co-op with it, if uh, one person dies everybody dies so like when you're playing with a six-year-old it just kind of makes him feel or her feel like crap because it's like you you i play co-op with my son to kind of help him be able to see more of a game and so if he dies then we all die and start over and then he starts feeling bad about it and it just goes down so i don't really like that part of the co-op but i mean if you have a group that you play with and everybody's kind of on the same level i can see how it would be fun but uh but yeah it's it's all right my review will be coming up shortly Oh, good deal. And then um, I have been playing Borderlands 2. More of that. Um, I have anything that I need to say about that game has already been said. So that's pretty much it. I am in the near future going to be doing a stream of... Uh, I'm just going to burn all the way through the first Donkey Kong Country on Super Nintendo as part of our monthly mayhem and our retro rewinds. They're kind of a combo going on over there right now. So if you are on our Discord, um, you know about that. If you're not, you want to be, you want to hang out with some dudes and talk about Donkey Kong Country, you can do that through the Nintendo Dad's Patreon. But we will talk more about that later. Wait, wait, so wait. I will be... Sorry, go ahead, my bad. I didn't mean to step on you. I'll be doing a full run-through with no rewind, no save states. Uh, if I die, if I get a game over, then I'm going to stop playing. So I have to get it all the way through without a game over. 
it's not like super hard. I should be able to do it in under three hours without uh, rewinds because I'm pretty fast. Uh, I'm not going to do like a full 101% through or anything. Just going to burn through the game as fast as I can. Um, and it should be fun. So I love that game. It's like, it was literally my first Super Nintendo game. I got the, like the bundle with it and everything. So I have, uh, it's just, it's, it's always in the top five of my favorite games of all time. So I'm really excited to do that on stream because I got my streamer back, my Avermedia. Yay. Yay. So you to buy saga. a new one, right? I just went and bought one. I'm like, you know what? I have stuff I got to do. I can't wait on the United States Postal Service to get their budding gear. So if and when it comes back to me, I'll sell one of them. Or maybe I'll use both of them. I don't know. Whatever. Um, so, okay, about Donkey Kong Country. Okay. I know, I know this is not Donkey Kong Country cast, but I have to say this. I was doing the monthly mayhem thing. There is one, and I, I don't know if I've ever 100%ed it or not. I played it a, a bazillion times and beat it. I don't know if I got the 101% ever. Um, I did not realize there was one area where you had to get right or you were basically effed in the 101%. Did you know that? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I knew that. I forget where it is, though. Oh, I know right where it is because yeah, I am now at a solid 99% unless I want to oh. go back and I do not. I'm like, I don't care. I don't, I don't care about winning monthly mayhem enough to do that. So, uh, yeah. so yeah, I was like, oh, I, I look because I beat the whole game and then I went back and I thought, okay, I'll just use, I have, I actually have the legit, like what came out with the game um, guide still. Um, so I was like oh. using that guide and then I was going through with the guide and then I got to the one spot and they're like, if you do this, you have to do it right or else you only get one shot. Well, just running through it, I had kind of been like, oh, here's a barrel. I bet I can hit that wall. And I did, and I didn't go for the right thing, spoiler free, you know, because people might just be playing that game for the first time. Right, right. Uh, um, and so I didn't go for the right thing. And so, yeah, I'm at 99%. So, bummer, man. That sucks. <laughs> Don't that's just a game. I've never beat that game. That's so. It, you never beat it? No. It was um the Super Nintendo was one of those where I only had maybe two or three games and then the rest of them was like blockbuster kind of rentals on a Friday night. So if I couldn't be in a weekend, I wasn't allowed to loan the same game more than once. So if I couldn't be in a weekend, that was it. <laughs> So I've played yeah. a lot of Super Nintendo games, just never finished a lot of them. You probably got stuck in that Glacier world where like you have like six or seven, five or six levels before you can save, and all those levels are impossible. So that's where I got stuck constantly as a kid. Yeah, I did and not still use do. Rewind, but I did use save states. I, yeah. I was not going to deal with that. So. Right. Yes, 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 yes. So good, great, awesome. Let's jump into some dad corner stuff, and we'll just kind of talk about some parenting for a little bit um so this week's topic is balancing life as a dad and i'm sure we all can kind of talk about our strategies and our struggles individually but specifically for the purposes of this conversation we're talking about balancing balancing work with our our gaming hobby because this is a video game podcast balancing kids balancing you know your marriage your wife and if you're still doing social things, balancing those in there as well. Um, so, uh, so Nick, why don't you start us off a little bit? Just talk about 
what are some of the like hardest parts of trying to balance everything for you? Yeah. When, um, to be honest, I mean, this is going to sound weird, but this is, this is one thing where, where COVID has kind of, has kind of helped slow life down a little bit. Like pre, like if you want to talk pre COVID, we had church events, the kids had, um, like, no Ariel was doing this gym thing where it was like some trampoline deal. Noah was doing soccer. I mean, it was freaking nuts. I mean, there's just, I mean, we, we never had time to really just like sit down and do something. And so to be honest now, I know I, my wife and I, we were talking and it was like, well, we really don't want to go back to that ever again quite frankly like like yeah even if everything opens up and we're all hunky-dory somewhere down the road like we just we just don't want to go back to a time where there was really no balance it was always about being somewhere for some event to do something that we had kind of loaned our time out for and so man that 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 was nuts so I feel like we're kind of at a better spot, but it's still difficult. I mean, you still got work, you got kids, you got your own gaming that you want to do. And then you got, uh, we try to hang out with friends, you know, once or I don't know, once a week, every other week, something like that, hang out with a, hang out with uh, family friends. So, yeah, but I would say if there's one thing that we took away from COVID, it, it's that it was, it's that, you know, being able to stay home and just be a little bit more settled is nice. So, yeah. Yeah. I don't know about you guys. I don't know what you're thinking, but yeah, totally. Um, yeah, we agree. I mean, we, you know, our kids are very young, so we didn't have the whole rush around do activities thing. And actually it was more difficult not being able to take them to a playground every day, you know, not, not being able to take them to a splash pad or to a museum or wherever, you know, like we had to really figure out what to do with a newborn and a two-year-old and a five-year-old and a four-year-old at the time, like what the heck are we going to do all day? You know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so balance almost got like thrown out the window and it was all about the kids for whatever, six, four months, four to six months, however long COVID has been going on. Um, and so that, yeah, balance went out the window. Uh, but also, I feel like it did a lot of good for our marriage. Um, just kind of, just kind of being forced to not escape, like not not escaping your problems and having to work stuff out because you know that you're just stuck in the same house, so you better work it out. Um, really, really has helped, and like us being able to or being able us also being forced to spend all of our evenings together and not like going off and doing our own, you know, like she's going to go to a meeting or I'm going to go to a men's group or I have to go to work or I have to do something in the evening. We were all stuck together. So in the evenings we would spend time together and you know, it really did a wonders for, for our relationship. We worked through a lot of stuff and um, so yeah. And I feel like, um, that was, that was really great. And it, it's, it's, it is interesting now just kind of the, how different a family unit we are than we are now than we were pre COVID. Um, so I totally agree with you on that. It's, it is a totally different beast now. Um, and like the challenges are different, right? Like now it's all kind of like almost political. Like, do you, do you go 
like our parks are open. Are we going to go to the park and like risk something or are we going to stay home and how close do we get to people or whatever? So that's really kind of where we're at now, like slowly starting to open back up. Like what does that look like for us? So yeah. What about you, Sean? Um, the, I don't know. The, the, the pandemic didn't change my schedule at all work-wise. Mm. In fact, it kind of made it uh, a negative point for us because my wife had only just sort of gone back to some kind of normality. Um, when I say normality, after having Logan, like he was at a stage where he could go to nursery and like once or twice a week for half a day. Um, so she had that sort of ability to go back to work and and interaction with adults rather than listening to a two-year-old all day. Um, so when lockdown came, she kind of lost that. Um, and it kind of like almost became, a, a, to me, felt like a bit of a resentment because it's like you still get to go out and you still get to see people other than who's in this house. And it's yeah, it kind of like, I felt bad because she was here and she's done an awesome job in the whole time. And it's kudos to anybody that had to stay at home and do anything because, I mean, we've got three kids with six years between them all, all requiring different amounts of attention and knowledge to help them with the school and stuff like that. So, and then to keep on top of the house and like, because obviously everybody's at home, maybe more people make more mess. Yeah, it kind of became a, a big battle for her. Pre, pre-COVID sort of balancing everything was kind of difficult. I mean, I don't, I don't see my friends as much as I used to at all. So I work shifts. Uh, the missus works like four days a week. So it's like I'm either working the weekend and haven't been at work all week but I've had the kids because the missus has been at work. So I've not really been able to get out and see like my friends and stuff like that because they work through the week. So kind of like, I'm a bit, bit of an antisocial person when it comes to that because of how my work pattern is. But um, yeah. 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 I mean, things over here are still out back to normal. I mean, we're in the school holidays now, so it's like schools would, possibly have been open by this point but because we're uh, we're in the school holidays and this is still off so but she's found a way to keep herself busy with her little business that she's got going um which just kind of helped give her a bit of normality back but yeah in terms of balancing everything it's it's like since last week i don't feel like i've had we've had much of a time to sit down so like i finished nights I got an hour and 20 minutes sleep and then had to get up after my night shift. Um, Cause she'd booked to do something with Logan and some of the friends from one of these dance classes that we used to take him to when he was a bit younger. Um, so like she was meeting some of the mums that she'd not seen for a while. So it was a bit of her first big social gathering sort of thing. They took them to a farm to see some like some animals and stuff because they put some pretty good, um, 
like protection in place. So people had to wear masks and the kids could sort of like touch the animals, but it was all done in a bubble sort of thing. So you weren't sort of all together with everybody. Um, it's like I had to get open for him to do that. And then it's because like I was so tired. I thought if I, if I sit down, I will just go back to sleep and I had the other two, I had the two girls to watch. So it's not like I became super busy and cleaned like the entire house, did loads of washing and like odd little jobs here and there that needed doing. Um, but then never recovered from the lack of sleep. So come the weekend when I had to work all weekend, I was absolutely shattered. And then yesterday I was on a fire course. Um, so like yesterday afternoon, three o'clock, that finished. And that was like the only time really I've seen the kids for four days. So i going to try and spend some time with them as well as help with the house and yeah, it's just, it gets difficult sometimes. And I, I sometimes I sit there and like me and the wife will be quiet opposite ends of the sofa some nights. And I'm thinking that I'm absolutely shattered and now we need to spend time together. And uh, I can get quite grumpy <laughs> Yeah, and I'm not easy to live with, but yeah. I will say, I will say that is true. Like, like I've had I've had a different experience than Dan in the sense of like relationship. Um, and I know me and my wife kind of both feel this way where it's like, well, we like, I've been doing stuff at work. She's been doing stuff at the house. We've both been doing our own craziness and there was no ability to uh, like give the kids to somebody so that we could go on a date or do anything alone. And by the time like the kids were in bed and the kids went to bed later too, which that's on us. We probably shouldn't have let that happen. Like in, <laughs> in hindsight, we should have kept them going to bed. But my wife was kind of like, well, this is nice because now they sleep in later so I can sleep in. So we kind of did that sacrifice. And so by the time the kids actually went to bed, like we were like, we didn't want to spend it. We just wanted to either place, I wanted to play Switch and my wife wanted to just watch TV because that's kind of like our two ways of like just shutting off our brain. Um and so I felt like we kind of were disconnected. And I know we, mm. my wife and I have talked about this, like we, we were canoeing, we went on a canoe trip, it was kind of like our first date when the, when the kids were able to finally be at their grandma's. And it was like, it was like the first thing we had done in like five months. <laughs> like, yeah. like it was crazy. And so in that sense, I, I really, I really do feel like it was actually, I don't know, we worked well together as a team, but as like actually coming together and, and getting to hang out with, with each other and just like in, enjoy time with each other, man, it like never happened. And I guess, you know, that is kind of the thing with, we say balancing, but like there are seasons in life, right? Where like, I know I work for a nonprofit when I started, when I start, I started five years ago um, running the nonprofit my life was crazy. And I mean, I know my wife was a saint because the, the thing was like a, like in serious trouble. And so I spent hours there, like many, many hours a day, way past your normal eight hours, just trying to like figure out how to keep it afloat and get everything running in the right direction. And so, uh, and my wife was amazing to let me one, take that on and two, um, to uh to give me the space to actually get that where it needed to be and so that's not it's not like that anymore but it was it was tough at the beginning and so i think i think when it comes to balancing 
you never all you're never going to be able to have everything at a complete even keel. There's going to be there's going to be seasons of life where something something drops a little, so something can can be picked up a little. In in my opinion. Yeah, definitely. And actually, I think it's really cool that we all have very different experiences because we can kind of talk to different areas of like how to improve your marriage if you feel like it's suffering or how to move things forward in a certain way. Um, And you're totally dead on Nick when you're talking about how like, like work-life balance is kind of like the big, the big lie that we tell ourselves. (laughs) Like you're, you're like reaching for this thing and like, Oh, I need to be more here and less here. But it's like, no, that's always going to fluctuate. You know, you're going to be, you're going to be needed at work more. Sometimes you're going to be needed at home more sometimes. And Sean, unfortunately your situation just sounds like total chaos. And I, I really, sorry. (laughs) It just sounds like like craziness. Do you have any like uh, strategies that you use or, or like, like give us some hope here. Like what do you do to like keep yourself sane? (laughs) <laughs> um, but what I used to do you know, be, where I work power station I work at we've got the sports and social club opposite has a really nice little gym inside it so what I used to do before my shift is I used to go I used to leave the house early because it's it's not like when you're working 12 hour days or 12 hour nights you kind of don't exist anyway because like for a 12 hour day shift I get up at like quarter to seven and I'm, I've left the house before everybody's awake and I come home on a night and the kids are already in bed apart from the eldest. So it's kind of like I don't exist to them anyway. So I get up, I, I, I used to get up at like an hour and a half early before my shift and I used to go to the gym and I used to just lift, lifting stuff while listening to very loud music was my outlet. So like, yeah, I've, <laughs> uh, I've cried in a gym before because of frustration and like feeling down about things. It's sort of like I've cried while I've been lifting. I've like, I'm, some days I can be really excited because, you know, either I'm trying to set a new personal best or we just had a really good couple of days as a family before I had to go back to work. So like I've gone in and I'm really excited. I'm really happy. So, uh, but yeah, that's my outlet. And because gyms, my gym's still closed. That's why I've turned to the running. So mm. like, I have really weird epiphanies while I'm running. Like last night I was running along and just thinking about like how awesome like it is being married to, to Lindsay. She, you know, and how like she's giving me that time on. And it's like, she drove me four miles away from the house and dropped me off so I could run back. And I was like, she's, she really supports me because I was sat at the table and I was like, I'm so tired. I don't really want to do this running, but I've made a commitment and she was like, talked me into it and started like talked me up. So but, yeah that's good that you have she has your support she kind of knows that it's an outlet for you yeah uh, she can see that because if i don't do something like that for a few days i, I do become really my temper gets really short and because I, I need to expel energy i'm quite an energetic kind of i don't sound it when i'm talking but well not at five um, in the morning no but i am quite a <laughs> physically energetic kind of person so i always like if we, when we go on holiday i'm a nightmare because she's very much a, once we're on holiday she likes to sunbathe and kind of like that's about it she doesn't like to go off where i'm like i'm gonna go hire a quad i'm gonna go 
quad bike up this mountain and I'm going to take one of the kids with me and then they're like, I'm going to get in the pool. I'm going to play with the kids all day. And it's like, I'm constantly like on the go. Yeah. That sounds like me. My wife hates me on vacation because it'll be like, it'll be like 7am and she's like, let's sleep in. I'm like, no, I'm awake. Let's go. I'll make breakfast. Let's do it. Come on. (laughs) She's like, you're the worst. Why did I marry you? It's yeah. barely a vacation at that it's, point. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I chill out too, but like it's really just like if I sit down for too long, I'm like I'm going to fall asleep. Like I just – let's go. Let's do it. So I'm totally with you on that. Um, That's totally a dad thing, by the way. Like my wife says it all the time. She's like, she's like, kids, let's watch a movie and, and, and your dad can fall asleep. Yeah. Like, like, like if I'm not playing a video game, man, if I'm sitting on a couch, I am gone. Like it does not matter. If I am not like engaged in something, I'm sleeping. It's ridiculous, quite frankly. I feel like a really old man, but it's totally true. Uh, Y'all make me feel better about myself. That's awesome. So how do we squeeze? Okay, so we've got, you know, so does anybody have any like um uh well, the one thing I, I will say is that we we don't deviate on bedtime, and sometimes bedtime becomes earlier and earlier because we're like just done, right? And like we'll let our five year old like he can play Legos in his room all night if he wants to, but don't <laughs> leave your freaking room. <laughs> and he knows, you know, our three year old and our you know and our our six month old they're gonna sleep whatever like they're fine. But yeah, our five-year-old's the one who doesn't want to go to bed. So that's our big thing. And that, that becomes, uh, we like try to really make it a point to spend time together in the evenings, at least a little bit. Like we'll play cards or we'll, we'll play Scrabble or something. Or sometimes, sometimes we'll just watch a cooking network thing. But we just, and honestly, she's the one who really spearheads that because she's super social. She's like the most extroverted person you've ever met in your life. And she has to verbally process everything. So some of our nights, it's just like, she's, she'll take a bath and I'll just go sit next to her on the toilet or something. And we're just like talking for an hour and then she'll go to sleep. And I'm like, cool, I get to do what I want to do now. Awesome. Like, that's, you know, so, so that's kind of what we've figured out that works. Um, uh, at least as far as like connecting in your marriage goes, like it doesn't, have to be a big thing and it couldn't be a big thing we couldn't go on dates for a while so we just kind of had to choose to spend time together um before going to bed super early you know and doing it all again tomorrow uh i would the thing i have got is when it comes to like trying to play a game or anything like that is i can't play because i'm big into Warzone as well at the moment. I can't really play that with the younger two there because it's, it is a bit violent, and I, I like to wear my headphones while I'm playing it because you know got to hear everybody moving around. Um, but our like our we've got one TV basically that is for everybody, so it's like it's a shared area. Is not in our living room all the time, so it's very difficult to try and to do something which is why I like the switch because if like if Lindsay's playing uh, sorry if Lindsay's watching something on TV and I'm like oh, I don't really want to watch this I can undock the switch and sit and play so like I'll sit next to her and I'll play whatever I've got in my hand at that time so it could be Animal Crossing uh, just roll credits on Paper Mario uh, or like I'm, I'm gone back and started to do a little bit of Zelda Breath of the Wild as well but 
Yeah, sometimes it's like I have to give her the laptop and say, hey, can you watch something on the laptop, please? Because I need the TV. I want to play the Xbox. <laughs> so it's it's getting that balance as well. That's so. Yeah, Nick, how, and Nick, how has, how has the Switch made it way easier to balance gaming? Because I feel like that's a really common thread that we've seen oh, yeah. you know, on the Discord and everywhere. It's just like, I wouldn't be gaming if it wasn't for Switch. And that is a correct statement in my life. Um, yeah, no, I had kind of just given up. Like, I had a Wii U, and I would break it out to play first party as, as was the Wii U's problem with third-party sales. Um, I would break out the Wii U just to play first-party games, and that was it, which we all know came out, like, what, twice a year on the Wii yeah, U? Yeah, if that. Yeah, if that, yeah. So I'd break it out to play those, and then that would that's all I did with it. I was I, I played mobile games like nobody's business. Like, I have Clash of Clans, Clash Royale, all those mobile games. Like, like I sunk five years of my life into those games and I didn't even need to pay for anything because I played them so much at night. I had, I had it all. Like I was like, those were, I play, used to play heyday. And so I was like, well, this is pretty much like a logistic um, mobile games is how I'm going to game for the rest of my life. <laughs> That's pretty much what I thought, or at least until like the kids get quite a bit older. And then, um, and because of that, like, I had settled into that so much. I was not, like, a first adopter on the Switch. I was ready to just be like, we're we're done. I bought my Switch in July of launch year after it had been out for about uh, four years or four months. And then I, I saw it and I was like, oh, this, this, could, be, this could be an answer to my problem. So, so um, yeah, without the Switch, I, I don't know. I don't think I'd, I, I'd, be, I'd, be a sell, I'd be a mobile gamer is what I would be, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, definitely. I agree with that. And and really, like when I had a full time job, that was where some of my gaming would happen. It's like, cool, I'm gonna take my hour lunch. I'm gonna get an hour of Animal Crossing or or Link's Awakening or whatever I was playing. I'm gonna throw an hour of Zelda down. You know, like an hour is a pretty good chunk of time to have just to game. You know, without an interruption. These days, especially as a dad, it's like so. So the switch made that possible and it's like, it's the best, like it's, it is honestly like the best in the best gaming thing that's happened from Nintendo in like, you know, multiple generations. So, so that, that really does help with that part of, um, part of gaming. Um, cause even though, even though I have an entire half a garage dedicated to all my retro game stuff, you know, I'm in here maybe two nights a week, like if I'm not dead tired of sleep, you know, and like, it's not like I can come in here, you know, all day. So, so it is nice to have the the place, but honestly, this is not where I do most of my gaming. It is happening on the switch in handheld mode, even though I have the space for it. Um, so Yeah. What about you, Sean? Does, uh, what about like uh, at work? Do you guys bring your switch if you're going in? If you're not going in right now, that's you know that question's moot. But if you're going in, do you bring your switch and can you play at work and in any way? No, not all. Um, it's, uh, the environment that we work in, I don't really want to take the switch to because it's oil, grease, dust crap yeah. <laughs> i don't blame you um but 
No, the it's not just the environment, but it's it's the dynamic of what we do. So I'm I'm constantly on the end of a radio. So I could be caught even while I'm sat eating my lunch. Don't we have designated lunch times? But to hit them is quite an impressive feat because when you're the man at the end of a radio for an operator that wants to to, to see what an item of plant's doing, because all he can see is numbers and graphics on a screen, he doesn't actually see the physical piece of equipment. Um, you you don't get that chance just just to stop. So. Now, I used to, when I worked in the office, um, I used to be in project engineering before. Um, I used to take it with me because I used to play it like by yourself. I used to get an hour for lunch. So I'd, I had like, uh, my dad 3D printed me a little stand for it so I could play it like in desktop mode with it charging. And so I used to do that. But uh, in my current role, no. No. <laughs> I wish I could. It'd be nice. Yeah. Um, but no, I just, I wouldn't get a chance. I've, t- I've, t- I've taken it because like when we're working nights and stuff like that, I have taken it. It just, it never came out of the bag. It was just like, oh, I, I took it with me for the sake of, especially when uh, it was the turnip hustle and stuff like that. I'd, I'd like go to my locker and check my turnip prices for people just in case. But that was about it. That was as much yeah. as the game as I got done. And then uh, Nick, are you able to play at work at all? Oh yeah, I totally am. I, I work in an office. So. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I work. I work in an office, and uh, uh, in the role of running the nonprofit, I I don't really have a boss on site to really be like get this done. So, yeah, I totally. Uh, that's why I think I've said on the podcast that I think my switch time went up at work because I'll just like play it for a little bit, but then I'll just like something will happen and I'll have to throw it to the side. And then I'll just like get into an email or a conversation and I'll walk away and I'll come back and my switch does not quick close because I need to change this now because the turn up hustle is pretty much over for our discord. But it was so popular that I just left it. I just got rid of quick closing over a period of time because I, it'll close out the Island, you know? So I got rid of that. So I'll come back like an hour or two later and it'll still, my guy will still be sitting there with his little fishing pole, like, and I'm like, oh crap! <laughs> so it's just like recording time. Are you gonna really play it. or what? Like, what <laughs> yeah. are we doing? Yeah. So I do get. I mean, I it's it's very two things. One, we we I work in a very old building, so we have cellular internet because we don't even have the ability to get like hardwired internet. And because oh, of I don't know, somebody knows what this means, and I don't. But because of the NAT type of the internet, I can't. I can't actually fly out or anything. I can't visit at somebody's island on Animal Crossing because of mm. that, because of the NAT type of the internet, whatever that means. Um, and so, uh, so I don't know. I play. I don't get a lot done, but I do. I'll definitely break it out and just like do the dailies um, quite often. And to be fair, during during COVID, when I did when I did start going back to work, like the last couple months. I, there were times I would go in early because I'm like, I'm not going to get any other time. So I'm just going to go in early and sit down and and bust out like an hour of Animal Crossing to do the stuff in the morning. And that would be like the only time that I would get that day. And so, yeah, I, I have the ability to play it. It's nice. Well, that's nice. When I was at an office, I could pop it up and check it and play for a little bit or whatever here and there. Now that I'm full-time contract work from home, 
I kind of make myself not do that because now my income is all based on like, I have to go find work. Like I can't just sit around. I have to go find work so that my family eats. Um, this doesn't mean I never play during the day, but it's, it is a much more rare occurrence now that my income is not guaranteed. So, so a lot of my playtime, a lot more of my playtime has shifted to, to the evenings or the night, nighttime. Um, never on the weekends. Like I, there's just no way on the weekends. Weekends is family time. And unless it's in the middle of the night, but you know, again, that's, mm-hmm. that's a few days. That's a couple days a week. So, so uh, that's really it. And like what I've kind of been able to do is sort of, um, so I'm opening an online uh, game store. So I have like stock and I'm going to post it and sell it. So I've kind of been able to cheat the system a little bit. <laughs> Cause like, well, I got to test out these games I got so that uh, my customers don't get a dud. I'm so, working, honey. I really am. Over I'm here. working. Okay. I'm selling stuff. So <laughs> I, you know, I'll put, I'll put in 30 minutes into Sonic the Hedgehog 2 or something if I'm feeling a little like I want to jump into something like that, you know? So, mm-hmm. or, um, you know, maybe I'll just, I'll take a break and I'll play Borderlands, you know, whatever. It's all video games. So that's, that's been a way for me to kind of fake myself out about playing video games instead of working. Um, but that's been kind of a weird transition from having a full-time job to not is that now, like, it's no longer that like my job has to get done. Now it's like, Oh, if you don't, if you're not working, then you have to go find work. (laughs) So, so that's been a transition for me. Um, so yeah, gaming is just kind of a weird hobby because it's very time consuming and I don't really know how else I would be doing it. So. Yeah, that's that's got to be tough on your side though, because it's like, well, you know, if you have, you know, if you have contract work, maybe you play a little bit even during the day if you have the kind. But I don't know. It's, it, I think yeah. it's much. I mean, easier I do. To be like, I totally do. Like, yeah. if I if I feel like okay, cool, I have work lined up. Yeah. Like, cool, I'll bust out an hour here and there. Cool, like fine. I'm not going to mm. play all day. I don't right. know that I even could do that, but you know. Yeah, that's that's tough though because you kind of manage in your own. Whereas, mm-hmm. like you know, I mean, I have the ability to play at work, but I also know what I need to get done at work to call it like a work day, you know. Right. And so, if I play an hour, that may mean that you know, if I play an hour in the morning, that may mean that I know, okay, well, I'm I'm coming home an hour later so that I can get it done, so that I can get done what needs to get done to make everybody happy. Um, so, so, but yeah, on your side, it's like, well, I could play all day if I wanted to, but we might not eat tomorrow, but you know, so yeah, that's, yeah. that's tough. Yeah. And, and that, that would really, if I, if I start playing in the morning, my productivity is just shot all day anyway. Yeah. So it's, it's really an evening thing. Um, so I know Lindsay, Lindsay plays, right, Sean? She plays video games. Um, Does any, yeah. okay, occasionally she's okay. She's not touched the switch since I'd say about four weeks. Oh, okay. So not so was Animal yeah. Crossing kind of a one off for her? Yeah, she played um was it Wild World? Mm-hmm. Uh, DS. On, on the, yeah, she played that and so when she saw 
what New Horizons was like. She kind of got into it, but I say with her business sort of thing on her, even a lot of that's how she does a lot of social media interaction with basically to try and pick up followers and more orders and stuff like that. So she kind of, yeah, the kids get the kids to bed and then. Like while watching something or chilling out, she's checking her phone. She's like messaging people back that have like sent her messages. She's trying to get in touch with, or she's replying to emails from different businesses have got in touch with her to use her in like subscription boxes and stuff like that. So she kind of the, the evening times, her she starts doing a bit more work on things like that. So gotcha. yeah, that side hustle, man. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I want to I want to pose this question to our listenership if they're out there and then they're on Discord or they follow at @ndadcrossing at, on Twitter, uh they can answer. I want to know what your tips and tricks are for getting gaming into your dad life because we all know dad life is a busy life without gaming. So, you want to be a gamer too. How do you squeeze it in? Do you have any tricks you use, tips? How, when do you do it? Is the Switch the only way you game? I want to know. I want to hear from you guys listening what the deal is with that. So let's jump into some Animal Crossing since I've actually played this week. So I have some, have some things to say. Yeah. All right, so Isabel's morning announcements. We're gonna start with, we're gonna start with the bang. We're gonna say, <laughs> let's talk about fireworks. <laughs> oh, I see what you did there. Uh, it's late. I'm tired. Um, so Nick, I have not seen a fireworks show yet. Sean, I have not seen it. Sean, have you seen a fireworks show? No, I'm sat here and I'm just reading our notes and I'm thinking, Isabel is free. Isabel's is free. Like Tom, Nick? Does that mean Tom, Tom Nook released her from her the chains? Yeah. Desk? That's exactly know. what it means. On Sundays <laughs> in August, Isabel gets to leave her little office area and walk right outside the door. That's all she gets. She gets, she gets like a, I was going to say a six foot leash, but that actually sounds pretty bad being that, you know, anyways, she's a dog. Um, so, uh, Isabel stands right outside of resident services and that's all, she, that's all the space she gets to go. You can go to her and still do everything she normally does, but you can also load up fireworks from, from your <clears throat> custom designs, but not your pro designs, which I personally have an issue with because all of my really good designs are in the pro side of the uh, design app, but, um, you can't, you can't use those. So uh, you can use any of your other designs, so to make your own to make your own fireworks. That's cool. I didn't know that I knew that. Yeah, yeah, it's it's fun. I did have um, so like I have Dad Crossing logo that fire that fires out on Sunday, and then uh, the um, the Nintendo Dad's logo fires out. So you all that stuff starts at seven on Sundays. I guess every every August, all throughout August, and I I think it goes until midnight. But I have not like been I've not been on at the very end. But it goes for quite a while. Like it's not just like thirty minutes or something like that. Yeah, it um, would have to go on for a while because people get you know you're not gonna have an event that's there for like less than an hour. Yeah, well, you know, you just got to make time. 
Dan, just make that. No, I'm just kidding. I'm trying. I'm just kidding, man. Um, <laughs> see, that, see, that little bit there has made me think, ah, oh, because I, I, I totally missed watching the video when it came out for the update, and then I never went back and actually watched it. So this, this, this is actually quite like, ah, oh, I might actually pick this back up. <laughs> yeah, it Just is for the fireworks. Fun. It is fun. Everybody's out of resident services, and if they're not out of resident services, somewhere around your island, like watching the fireworks and clapping and doing like the, the emoticon, emoji stuff, whatever. Um, I'm old. Um, and then Red actually sits- <laughs> Reactions? At- yeah, yeah, those okay. things. Emotions, emotica. I don't know what these things are called. It's I don't fine. know. Whatever. Yeah. Whatever. Help me what out, these, Dan. What are these emotions Throw I'm feeling? Throw me a lifesaver. Life- oh, I'm not you? a robot. <laughs> um, and then Red actually comes back to your island every Sunday and does a raffle. And so yeah, I think it's 500 bells. And you can get anything from a balloon to a fireworks to a sparkler to... Um, I don't know, even a fan. There's all kinds of different stuff that you can give you 12 different items to be exact. And you can go on our Twitter and I've got them all listed there. Um, but the firework really is cool. Like you you set it out and then you you press the action button and it gets lit and it kind of goes up in the air and, and it's just like a fountain's uh, firework. But it's neat. I've never, I've not seen anything like that in Animal Crossing before. Um, the sparkler, you can kind of move it. You'll press the action button and they'll wave it around a little bit. And so... That's cool. Isabel will give you what they call boppers. I don't even know this thing. It is a thing you put over your, and then it's got little like balls or uh, stars or flowers or whatever and they glow in the dark. So that's kind of cool. You put um, them on your head like bunny ears and, yes. and they glow. Yes, but I guess boppers is the like legit term for them. I did not know that. So Boppers. Boppers. So Twist it. Yeah, it's, but it's fun. You can go <laughs> to other people's islands. <laughs> You can go to other people's island and watch fireworks too. So, yeah. Oh, we should do that. We should have Dad Crossing Fireworks Show. That'd be cool. Yeah. I, I won't be there, obviously, but, you know, you guys can. Because <laughs> I don't come to anything. That is neato. I really want to check that out at some point. Um, all I've been doing, for I'm on the rest the next thing, all I've been doing in Animal Crossing is terraforming. I am leveling everything out. And I'm starting from scratch and I'm going to make a really cool uh, map and I'm going to share it with you guys when it's done in a year or so. So <laughs> at least you, at least you got a good time frame going. Well, you know, I got to get that borderlands time in too. Uh, I understand. So let's talk about um, uh, dream suites, dream suites. It's not called dream Dr- suites anymore. Dream. I thought it was, I don't know what it's called. I don't know. Dream something. Dream islands. Uh, Luna's coming to your island. Dream time. And uh, you hop in a bed. Have, has anybody done this? Yeah, no. I've done it. I've, I've put the bed in the house, got on the bed, gone to the dream suites, uploaded my island, and then thought, oh, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't go to anyone's uh-huh. island? Uh, no, I did that. Kind of like sat and talked to Lindsay about it while it was all uploading because our internet's that shocking. It took like 15 minutes to upload my island. Oh, my God. <sighs> Yeah, so, um, and that's when I then thought, this is rubbish. If you've got really bad internet and you need to do like a such a big download or upload for somebody's islands, yeah, it's going to be no good for me. And so, so I did that and then kind of like put the bed back in storage and put my bed back where it was and didn't do anything else about it. <laughs> I didn't like that the, there wasn't an option to like have a showcase island, so... I think that's a bit that Nintendo have missed massively that there wasn't an, like here is 
our top five islands from the creators. Oh, we've just put these islands in as inspiration. There was none of that at all. I think it's a really good place where they could maybe showcase new items that we're going to get later on in the year. But there was none of that. It was kind of like, if you want to go somewhere, you need somebody's dream code. And then I'm thinking to myself, most people that I want to visit, I could probably just hit up on Discord and be like, hey, can I come to your island? So, Yeah. And there's a whole, there's a whole section in Discord where you can um, you could pop in and throw a code in and everybody's posted their codes and stuff. Um, I, I totally agree with you, Sean. I think, I think a curating system is needed. I don't know how they're going to do it. I don't know if they only want to do like Nintendo based islands, like that, they, that, that, that they kind of uh, design themselves to kind of show off things you can do. Or if you want to get a little bit more involved and do a, like a, like a thumbs up, thumb down system uh, like you have in like Mario maker, that's going to be a little bit more work and I don't know, might not be something you want to do. Um, and I get that maybe they don't want to do that because uh, you don't want kiddos going to islands where that you know might not be the best. So I I can totally yeah. see that, but they could just make a list of like ten islands that are Nintendo approved that maybe are even done from their from their headquarters that people can go and just get a cool. feel for you know for what you can really do, get some new ideas. So well, Nintendo did that on the 3DS. They they had like special events where you could go visit their dream sweet island dream sweet and they would make cool islands and stuff and you know hopefully they do that later on yeah. because they just launched this so i'm you know i hope yeah yeah the famed islands as well because obviously i think we said it before it'd be awesome if you could go to an island and it was you know metroid themed or zelda themed and stuff like that it's just i know there's people out there mate like i've seen a Pokemon one, um, I can't like videos of people walking on like a Pokemon themed island, and um, they've done the Super Mario World island and stuff like that. Why they couldn't have just done something like that? It wouldn't take them very long. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Maybe they will. Maybe they won't. Uh, what about backups? This is very exciting. I backed up my island, and now okay. it's backed up. I said it's safe. <laughs> for something we bitched about for so long, we're like, "Yeah, it's here." Okay, I did it. All right, let's move yeah, on. It's a little, it's a little bare bones, but I feel like there was no way they were going to let us freely transfer our save files around however we wanted. Yeah, there's way too much at stake in those islands. And way too much cheating that could have happened. Of course, it was going to be an enclosed internal system that they control and they get to tell you when you get it back. Of course, it was going to be that all along. At least it's safe, you know? At least your 900-hour island, Nick, is now safe, okay? I haven't learned in a while. I don't know what I'm at. I um I can tell you I do want to like uh, hit on this because it, it's it's been a big topic I know Marty uh, touched on it in the OG dads um, I've heard about it other places like why did they do this opt in system instead of you know like like why would you not want to opt in to backups and uh, you know we just uh, we just had another update actually uh, where they kicked out star fragment trees and uh, actually a uh, but I don't want to get it wrong, but there's a popular YouTuber that his dream suite or dream upload, whatever it is, 
got kicked out because he had star fragmentaries. And so I think it's Nintendo's way of saying, you know, if if you're doing something not the best, we're going to give you a chance to to not show it off to us so that we don't have to slap your wrist and or slap your hand and say uh, you shouldn't do that. So that that's my take on why we're opting in and it's not just built in immediately. What about is it like for time traveling folk as well? If you don't opt in, then you've not got a synchronized save state to a server. So does that allow you then to freely time travel? Because I can imagine if you wanted to time travel backwards. I don't think that matters, but I don't. I'm not a developer, so I or a programmer, so I certainly couldn't say. Well, because you can't you can't access your save file whenever you want, Sean. It's only if your switch is lost or damaged, and then Nintendo yeah, has to it, activate it. Yeah, it, it constantly backs up. It, so it backs up can, as long when you close out Animal Crossing. It backs up. So if you change the time and date on your Switch to allow you to time travel two months back, but your most recent server save, or cloud save, if you want to call it that. Um, so like, say I went on tonight and did, played a little bit of Animal Crossing, saved it, but not saved it, but turned it off. So it, it did the handshake to the server and it gave it today's date, so Tuesday, the 11th of August. And then I thought, you know what, I want to go back. I want to go back to, say, like, May. So I decided to boot my switch up, go back to May. And then, it, obviously, I'm going to shut this, the game down again. Is it then going to do another digital handshake and the date and time stamp for that save then is now two months old? Does that mm. not do... Will that not do anything... I mean, they they know that people are going to time travel, right? Like yeah, they make it so that. easy. So it's not so, like they don't have systems in place to compensate for people doing that. They, that's not to them. That's not like hacking. That's just yeah. like, oh, you're playing no, no, no. that way. So, but I'd imagine that if you're trying to run a server and you've got uh, somebody's oh, save files that are constantly jumping backwards and forwards in time. I don't know. It's but it's only it's forwards and backwards in time in that save file. It's not like they're yeah. altering the clock in the server. No. They can't. Yeah. I don't think that's that's an issue. I'm I don't just, know for sure. Yeah, I'm but. just trying to give reasons as to why they might have put an opt-in. Mm. So does it save people that are time traveling that might not want to get spotted or lose things? Or could they turn around and throw bar somebody's cloud save just for the fact that it's constantly changing yeah. I, I don't think i don't think that they're going to do that that'd be foolish of them yeah no they're 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 fubar and people saves who actually what they consider hacking which is which is right. those star fragment trees and right whatever whatever else they're growing on those crazy trees which bums me out because i always said i wanted to do that when um when i was done with like a full year and of uh, animal crossing and had done it so so I have, I have a question. Do you guys think that they will let you transfer your Animal Crossing save if you buy a Switch Pro? Yes. In a year, you buy a Switch Pro, you're like, hey, Nintendo, I'm going to call you up. Hey, Nintendo, can I have my Animal Crossing save on my new Switch instead of my old Switch? Because it doesn't say that in the fine print. The fine prints has lost or stolen only. 
Yeah, a transfer system's oh, coming. They said. lost or broken or whatever. Yeah, they did say a transfer system's coming. Yes, yes. Later in the, I'm almost uh, a, someone will. I'm um, actually me. I'm sure, but I'm almost 100 percent certain they said that in the future there will be a transfer system. Okay. Well, my question is uh, not really answered for now. It's answered. Yeah. Le- it'll be answered later. But I don't. Yeah. Would they let you do that right now? So so here you are with two switches. You got the Switch Pro and you got this other switch. You were just a regular switch. And you're like, oh, I'd like to transfer. And they're like, no, I'm sorry. It's not lost or broken. So you're just like, that's me breaking the now switch. Now it is. Away. Yeah, that's me breaking the switch for our listeners. Yeah. Just or like, just like, no, it's lost. I haven't turned it on in a week. I don't know where it is. <laughs> yeah. So, okay, sir. Yeah. Problem see, solved. Part of me is at a point where... I think I could go back and start again quite happily. I've oh. not played it for that long. Oh. I think I could go back and I don't know how I'd do that on my Switch. So if I was to get the Switch Pro, I wouldn't mind starting all over again. I Actually, think I don't I'd... think, I think I might not mind doing that over again too. It might be easier than trying yeah. to terraform everything, but I have a ton of furniture now, so I don't, I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do. We'll see. Uh, yeah, I definitely, I don't know. I mean, I could, but it is not something that I would want to do. I don't think. Yeah. I mean, if I've got a new one, cause I've got a Japanese Nintendo account and a North American Nintendo account, <laughs> I'd, I don't know. I'd maybe use my European Nintendo account to travel to my North America account on a different switch and give myself items and bells where i need it yeah yeah okay so confirmed i i went back and looked a function specific to animal crossing new horizons to move users and save data to another system is planned for later this year details will be announced in a future update okay yeah because i was thinking it, it would be problematic for them to do that in the cloud so yeah all right Neato. Well, this was, that was good. Great. Fantastic. Good conversation. Um, we don't have any villagers bulletin board this week. Nobody asked us any questions, so we're not going to answer them. We can't answer what you don't give us. Yeah, give us exactly. questions. Uh, there's also no spoiled turnips, so we're, we're just, this is the end of the episode, and we've been going for about an hour, so well, yeah. we had some nice full dad talk earlier. For sure. Sure. Hey, well, we ready to call this uh call this an episode then? Is that what you're saying, Dan? Yeah, I'm saying go do the thing, Nick. Dad Crossing is a part of the Nintendo Dads family of podcasts. You can find us and new Nintendo Dads content wherever podcasts are found. If you have questions or comments, you can reach out to us on Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram. Everything at and Dad Crossing. We want to give a big thanks to the Nintendo Dads for giving us uh, this ability to do this craziness. From Sean Abbott, Dan Caparello, and myself, Nick Metzger, we hope your village is sunny and your villagers are happy. Adios, folks. Sweet dreams. Sweet dreams.